Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, this is Coach Freddie. I'm here at Penn State University uh, at their ag department. I'm speaking with Greg Roth. How you doing, Greg? I'm doing great, Freddie. And uh, what's this a, a event all about? Well, it's an event to pull together some uh, growers and other individuals that are interested in, in growing hemp here in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. As Lancaster County has a long history of growing hemp, and uh, we decided this year to bring our research plot back to Lancaster and uh, see how it grows again. Yeah, and so how many acres are you growing out here? Well, we're just growing some small plots of couple acres. Couple to, acres, okay. But we're doing lots of testing on different varieties and fertilizer rates, okay. and seeding rates, and stuff like that. Okay. So, uh, and then in the county, there's other growers uh, that have, oh, I'd say six or seven different test sites in the county. So Lancaster County is uh, coming back in terms of hemp production now. Yeah, I'm glad to see that happening here. Um, I'm actually from western Pennsylvania originally, but I'm traveling all around the country. So what do you see as the biggest challenge here for the hemp as far as growing? Uh, from an agronomic standpoint, a farming standpoint, is getting good stands because it likes to have uh, good moisture to come up in our heavy soil. So if we have a dry spell or if the soil's crust over, then we don't get such a good stand. A lot of growers had that this year. Okay. Um, but once it gets going, then it can be, uh, um, you know, uh, good and vigorous. Okay. Um, other aspects that we have here in the state are market development and and as everybody else sifting through some of the legal issues, you know, that we have on uh, getting seed and, and developing some of our specialty yeah. markets and stuff like that. Now, somebody was just telling me that the, the variety you're growing here is the, the shorter variety for some reason? Yeah. We, I started out because uh, a, a guy had an oil seed extraction business and he was selling hemp oil. Okay. And he was bringing the seed in from Canada. And before hemp got legalized, he said, I got a market for local hemp. But uh, we want to get the seed, and uh, he was going to pay a good price for it. So uh, as I started in, uh, seed was my, and still is my uh, priority. Now, okay. other growers are branching out into uh, fiber and uh, CBDs for industrial hemp, and part of the uh, objective of our meeting tonight is to have some of them share some of their experiences doing okay. that kind of stuff. Fantastic. Well, Greg, thank you very much for being a guest on the IHEMP Revolution podcast. Thank you, Freddie. Good to see you. I wanted to turn it over now to Jeff because he's uh, actually president of the National Hemp Association. And so he's not only a Pennsylvania guy, he's sort of a national figure in uh, moving him forward. And fortunately, he's from Berks County, I believe, a local guy, and uh, knows the story of what's happening in Washington and Harrisburg and other places. So, Jeff, thanks a lot for being with us tonight. Thanks so much.
I am very pleased to be here in Lancaster County. Um, certainly, I know that my colleague, uh, Les Stark, uh, sees this as a moment of celebration. Um, as uh, many of you will know, both Wes and Erica McBride are responsible for me being here. Uh, so I'd like to thank them and maybe kind of take them around the, to the back and give them a little paddle. Um, so my name is Jeff Whalen. Um, I do live in Berks County, um, but I was born in Canada. Um, I worked for the Canadian Prime Minister that introduced hemp 27 years ago. Uh, the crop in Canada is not a very large crop. It is only allowed to be produced for seed and seed oil, cold-pressed oil. Uh, 110,000 acres are being produced in Canada. That generates about 2,400 jobs, has an economic impact of about $2.5 billion. Most of that seed is sold into the United States. Uh, so as an American citizen today, it is my job to make sure that those jobs come here and that it will be Pennsylvania farmers who will be selling that seed into the marketplace. And too bad for my former Canadian friends. Uh, so let me give you a little bit of the legislative landscape. The 2014 Farm Bill had a very small provision in it. It was Section 7606. Um, and most people refer to it as that. It actually was entitled The Legitimacy of Industrial Hemp Research. It provided for states who chose to do so to go through the process of introducing new legislation to allow farmers um, through departments of agriculture and institutes of higher learning to start to grow hemp uh, on very small plots. Each state, there are now 32 states that have taken up that challenge. Um, determined what they would see to be appropriate research of hemp. Uh, here in Pennsylvania, uh, we moved very quickly through the Pennsylvania Hemp Industry Council and with the support of uh, Judy Schwenk and Mike Fulmer, uh, the legislation moved very quickly through the Senate and then into the House. Uh, the regulations were then undertaken with Secretary Renning and they very wisely chose to look at research as being the principal way to reintroduce this crop. Um, as Greg said earlier, uh, it is a very challenging crop. We have to remember the last time we grew hemp in the United States was 80 some years ago. So we have a huge gap to make up quickly if we want to start to compete with other commodity crops like corn and, and soybean. There is no harvesting equipment. There is no processing equipment. There is no seed processing equipment, and then there are no manufacturers. So we need to really quickly ramp those things up. Research is absolutely going to be key uh, to building an industry. One of the things that uh, I worked on was to make sure that there was going to be funding for research. And I worked with USDA under the Obama administration, and through the NIFA, the National Institute of Food and uh, agriculture, we were able to get them to open up funding for research of hemp. Uh, hemp today qualifies and can compete for the $400 million worth of research funds that are available to any commodity crop that NIFA offers. NIFA is very excited about the potential for hemp. Uh, Sunny Raswamy, who is the just recently departed director of NIFA, really wanted to advance this crop quickly. Um, in part because of the protein level that is found in the seed. If you're not familiar, all parts of the crop can be used. 
and we see uh, that, uh, as in Canada, the seed and the seed oil is going to be probably the very first component of uh, the market and the industry. Uh, and then we will start when we have processing plants, and a processing plant costs anywhere from five to twenty million dollars. We then will need to study whether or not uh, farmers need to be within 10, 20, 40, or 60 miles from that processing plant. Uh, and then how we will then use those uh, components uh, to take into the marketplace. Uh, the protein level of the seed, the seed is 100% digestible protein and has a perfectly balanced omega-3, 6, and 9. It's a superfood. So NIFA was very interested in looking at how research could remove the protein and add it to any other food. Um, and I was more concerned about getting the seed in the ground and getting it in from home. Um, but already NIFA is starting to look five years down the road as to what this crop will do. One of the things they talked to us about is that sooner or later there is going to be a big hiccup in the, uh, the commodity crops that we grow. What will be the crop that will replace that? NIFA thinks that hemp will be one of those crops. If you are not familiar uh, with the benefits of growing hemp for the soil, Rodale and Penn are both uh, looking at that right now. But this is a crop currently that needs no fertilizers, no pesticides to grow. It needs a very short amount of water when it's planted. It has to be planted perfectly. It has to be planted less than half an inch under the soil in a perfectly prepared bed. But it will germinate in three days, and you will start to see that it will grow sometimes four inches a day. I have seen hemp crop across the country that is 21 feet tall. Uh, we had varietals last year that grew in Canada because we could only and can only import seed from outside of the United States today. Uh, so we saw varietals that came in from Canada where it was growing at 8 feet. It grew 16 feet here um, in Pennsylvania. So that is one more reason why we need to research this, to really determine what are going to be the best varietals for Pennsylvania, as well as what's going to be the best varietals for other states, um, and how we can all work together to build an industry. So uh, the 2014 Farm Bill had a lot of problems with it. Um, CBD was one of the big issues that uh, came to the forefront, um, and CBD is available across the United States today. The DEA will tell you that CBD is illegal. The DEA will tell you that we should not be having a commercial market for CBD today because we are only allowed to research hemp, and research under their definition is a very small quantity. So if, uh, if a state has allowed a grower to grow uh, 10 acres, 15 acres, 20 acres for CBD purposes, you could only produce the crop, uh, the, the oils, extracts from that 15 acres. The challenge today for the DEA is that people are starting to work together uh, to sell their crops to uh, extractors, then take that product to the market. The DEA says that's illegal. Uh, so we are trying to correct that. Um, many of you might have seen that Senator McConnell, Mitch McConnell, uh, introduced the Hemp Farming Act. Um, that was a bill that uh, was introduced about two and a half months ago to the U.S. Senate, um, and it addressed many of the issues that are most important to this industry. It removed uh, industrial hemp from the Controlled Substances Act, which automatically opens the door for us to get seed from within the United States. 
from one state to another so we can start to uh, grow the seeds that are here in the United States. Uh, it will also allow for banking. Banks will not touch revenue that is coming from hemp today because hemp is a controlled substance still. Despite the fact that uh, both Governor Wolf and Governor Cuomo have worked to give guidance to banks that says that they have legal programs and that there are people who are growing hemp legally um, in both states, um, no bank is going to violate uh, their federal charter because the federal government rules them and inspections are quite uh, often and frequent. So the new legislation clears that hurdle for us. It also will allow tribal councils uh, to grow hemp, something that the previous legislation did not allow them to do. It then allows for full commercial production and sales of hemp. Uh, Mitch McConnell uh, uh, introduced this legislation and through the legislative process started to accumulate um, senators who were going to support it. Uh, Bob Casey supported the legislation right away and, and Senator Casey has been a big supporter of him since it was introduced um, four years ago. Uh, Erica and I went to, uh, to the Capitol Hill. We uh, were to see a number of senators. Uh, we were told by Senator Schumer's staff that he would never join on to a new bill. He's the minority leader. He wouldn't take that lead. He would look for his caucus to do that. Um, but after Senator Schumer realized that this was a farming crop, that this was a huge opportunity for farmers in New York State, that it was through the Congressional Research Report a commodity crop that has the potential of billions, if not trillions, of dollars to add to the U.S. economy. Um, he, within five days, not only supported the bill, but asked for a press conference to announce his support, and he did so at a, a hemp farm in New York State. So we think that we have accomplished something that most people in Congress cannot do. We have brought Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer together on one issue, and it's him. But we also realize that there are a lot of roadblocks that are going on on Capitol Hill. Uh, so we uh, worked with uh, Mitch McConnell and asked if he would take the language from his Hemp Farming Act and add it as an amendment to the 2018 Farm Bill. As you might know, the Farm Bill is renewed every four years. The 2018 Farm Bill needs to be signed into law by September 30th. Um, the House passed the Farm Bill, the Senate passed the Farm Bill, the Senate version included a hemp provision, the entire language that uh, Senator McConnell had introduced, um, and it passed through the Senate, uh, and the full Senate voted on it 88 to 11, so hemp is in the Farm Bill from the Senate perspective. Since the House did not have that component in it, we now need to go through it, and the language of both bills are so different. Uh, a conference process is now underway. The House and the Senate have both appointed uh, committee members to sit down and negotiate what elements are going to remain in the final conference report, which will end up being the 2018 bill. We're not as enamored with uh, the final language that's in the uh, Farm Bill for hemp uh, does two things. It, first of all, and this was Senator Grassley who insisted on this, 
um, that it identify and prevent anyone convicted of a felon from growing hemp. My argument is we don't prevent any felon from growing corn or from soybeans. This is a commodity crop. Please remember we're removing this from the Controlled Substances Act. Um, we need people to share their uh, concern about this because we want to make sure that everyone is able to grow this problem. Uh, the other issue is that um, the Secretary uh, Purdue, USDA, he will be responsible for developing regulations and he may consult, may consult with the Attorney General in doing those, so we're going to launch those regulations. And last but not least, and this is most important, this provision gives, uh, makes no changes to the Food, Drug and Cosmetic Act which gives the FDA total control over anything that we produce from hemp. Their hands, as well as the DEA and the DOJ, their hands have been tied up until this point because we cleverly uh, introduced an omnibus bill that prevented those departments from spending any money to pursue anyone who was growing hemp under a legal state program. That, those handcuffs come off once the Farm Bill signs it and the FDA will be overseeing this crop and I have uh, great concerns about the future of CBD. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today and make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us, and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHempRevolution. Revolution.